Hey, this is PJ with just a tiny bit of housekeeping before we start the show. So one, we're trying something new on Friday, which is at lunch, noon, Eastern time. Shruti is going to be doing a Q&A for Gimlet members. If you're a member, um, join us in the Slack channel. Um, if you have questions about this episode, which has a story that she reported, or other Reply All stories she's worked on, like on the inside, come join us. We're going to hang out for like an hour. It'll be fun and weird. We're looking forward to it. If you're not a member, obviously, you can sign up on Gimlet's webpage, uh, gimletmedia.com. It's five bucks a month. Also, our executive producer, Tim Howard, who, as has been mentioned on the show, is also a very talented musician who plays under the name Soltero. He just put out two songs from his new album, and they're really, really good. The album's called August 31st. It's on his Bandcamp. It's just soltero.bandcamp.com. My favorite song right now is I Want to Have a Baby. Okay. There will be links for both of those things in the episode description. No more plugs for anything. Here's the show. I'm Gimlet. This is Reply All. I'm PJ Vote. And I'm Alex Goldman. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only. See store online for details. And? And? Shruti Pinamanani is in the house. Yes. I'm back. And this time, another medical mystery. Oh. For those of you who don't remember, way back in episode 42, Shruti brought us a great story uh, called Blind Spot, which was about a person who was suffering from a problem she couldn't quite pinpoint, no matter how many specialists she went to see. And the only person who could answer the question for her was the internet. And it turned out the real blind spot was society. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the thing that caught my attention about this particular story, it's about a guy who starts off having what's just this very inconvenient health issue, but it then balloons into this other thing that is so – it's almost beyond medicine. And it's almost like someone has put a curse on him. So this patient, let's call him Barry. Barry grew up in India, and his story starts – Back in 1986. At this point, he's living in Africa in Lome, which is the capital of Togo. He has a wife, a one-year-old son, another baby on the way, and he's a very successful businessman. Our group headquarters were in Europe. I used to fly in and out of Europe four or five times a a month at least. Oh, wow. I was traveling all over the world. I used Uh to travel first class. And Uh um, when I lived in Lome, my company used to charter jets for me to travel because I was doing, I was handling a mega big global trading portfolio. Uh, It was said, I mean, I mean, I just like to, if I may just phrase it as a parable, whatever I touched turned gold. (laughs) Uh, Everything was going well for me in life. 
Barry was 30 years old. He said he was healthy, liked to go on long walks. And then one day, he said he just felt this, like, fluttering. Like, this feeling of, of an urge to pee. And he would go to the bathroom, but the feeling, it just wouldn't go away. Within a week, I, I realized that uh, things are not right. The plumbing is not right in my body. Uh-huh. And I was going to pee very, very often. Uh-huh. And over a period of time, it built up to 40, 45, 50 times. I'd just be, I'll be hovering around the bathroom. How did he do his job? Exactly. So he said that he would plan his entire day around the fact that he had to pee all the time. So you're basically just sort of mapping out the space as soon as you arrive, saying, okay, there's the bathroom, here's my yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally, gonna... literally. So even if I was in a meeting with a banker, I mean, mm-hmm. I had. I mean, he knew that I have a problem. Hey, listen, I might have to leave the meeting and go out and rush to the loo. So mm-hmm. I, I sort of opened up about my problem. There was no inhibition in my mind. There was mm-hmm. nothing like that. People are going to laugh. All that has never bothered me. I've never been one for appearances. Barry wasn't really freaking out just yet. He figured. Whatever he has, it's small. A doctor can help. So he starts with his local physician in Togo. And the doctor says, oh, you have an STD, obviously. Barry says, no, I, I really, I haven't had any affairs. I, I I don't think I have an STD. But the doctor is like, yeah, yeah. Either way, the doctor gives Barry the antibiotics. Barry takes them, but they don't help. He still needs to go to the bathroom all the time. And on top of that, now, when he goes... He says there's some kind of obstruction, like the urine sort of trickles out. And new symptoms start showing up. He's tired all the time. He starts getting this uneasy sinking feeling, like the feeling you get right before you come down with the flu. And he'd get it at the same time every afternoon. By 4.30, I'd get a fever of 99.2 degrees. I still remember that. I'd start feeling feverish, febrile. 99.2, exactly? Yeah, exactly it used to be. I mean, approximately, more or less exactly. Low-grade fever. So at this point, we're in month 18 of these mystery symptoms. And Barry is definitely starting to panic. He goes to London, a fancy clinic there, to see if the doctors have a better idea than STD. But the doctors there are also kind of scratching their heads. You know, they have no idea what's going on with him. So they put him through this battery of tests, everything from an HIV test to urological tests to cystoscopies. And there's one test that Barry remembers especially clearly. It's a thing called a urodynamic study. It was a huge room, maybe maybe 30 feet by 30 feet. Uh-huh. Filled with, there was a loo in the middle of the room. And it is filled with all kinds of equipment and cables and blah, 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 blah. And I was surrounded by all this electronic gadgetry. I was sitting with this wizard who said this is a new test which has come to design my kind of problems. Okay. And uh, I was sitting, it's pretty much like a recording studio. I see cables and wires and equipment all around me except that it was much worse. And I remember I had to stand there and pee and my urine flow rate was very, very poor. And I was just standing there and peeing and I was just telling myself, oh God, is this going to be my life? That sentence stuck me then. That is this going to be my life where they're going to try and experiment and try and find solutions? Yeah. 
It sounds like he's describing like the weird hospital that Bruce Willis ends up in in the future in 12 Monkeys. Like it just sounds like such an, it does not sound like any medical procedure I've ever been through. Yeah. Yeah. So by this point, it's 1990. Barry has been sick for four years and it's gotten so bad that he's had to take time off of work to figure out what's going on. He moves back to India with his entire family, and there he sees a doctor, actually one that he'd happened to see way back when his symptoms first started. And he was surprised that, oh, four years ago you met me and you're still having the problem. Mm. And he quickly went through my history and heard about the low-grade fever. He says, oh, no problem, you have TB. So I said, TB. what do you mean I have TB? I said, they have TB, TB tuberculosis. Do, do you guys know anything about tuberculosis? No. I know that it's like an olden times disease, but then also people get it in different parts of the world. And it's it's bad. It's so not olden times. It's It's not? It's so current. Yeah. It's actually one of the world's most deadly infectious diseases. I know nothing about anything. And it's especially common in India. So it's caused by a bug called mycobacterium tuberculosis. I just remember this so clearly from like a bunch of Bollywood movies that I would see as a kid. The moment the heroine, you know, she coughs into a handkerchief and then she looks and there's blood, like bright red blood. And you're like, oh my God, she has TB. She's going to die. That's that what was that thing? Yeah. I think common. I've seen the cough into the handkerchief and it's blood, but I didn't know that was TB. It is TB. Yeah. And it turns out that it, it can actually attack totally different parts of the bodies, like not just the lungs. It can also go for the kidneys or, as in Barry's case, the urinary system. So on the spot, we did a CT scan in this hospital in Bombay, and they found something called bulky seminal vesicles, which they said indicative of tuberculosis. And immediately he started me on a a four-drug regimen, and the core drug is something called rifampicin. Mm -hmm. Within 48 hours, my fever stopped. So the TB's gone. That's great. And what about the need to urinate? Is that also gone? No, that stays. And for some reason, Barry just gets worse. He has this whole avalanche of new symptoms, bad ones. Like, he starts getting kidney stones, which are excruciating, all the time. Um, And his thyroid goes haywire. And, you know, because of that, he starts gaining a bunch of weight. Uh, He's getting this really weird thing with his eyes and his mouth. They're dry all the time. And his doctors are like, what is going on? Because this cannot be from tuberculosis. Barry's life turns into that of a lab rat. For the next 10 years, he just starts to get every single test under the sun to try and figure out what is this thing that he has. Just to give you a taste, in a single year, he goes to uh, two urologists, one nephrologist, one tropical medicine specialist, a chest physician, a psychiatrist or dermatologist, one gastroenterologist, a hematologist. At one point, he even sees a faith healer. Wow. Yeah. And and all these doctors, they see that something's going on, but they don't know what. And one of the doctors recommends that he that Barry have his prostate essentially scooped out, you know, because they're saying, like, maybe this is the organ that's causing all of these issues. And maybe if we just take it out, all these other symptoms will go away. So they do this procedure and it doesn't help. It's crazy how much it's just like guessing. Like, it's just, okay, 
like, let's rearrange the furniture of your body and maybe this will do something or maybe not. Yeah. And in this case, it's a pretty major rearrangement. And then as if this wasn't enough, Barry and his wife get divorced. He also makes a bad investment and loses all of his savings. The boy wonder who was there for everyone. I've always helped people. I was the counsel for people. I would help people financially. The boy wonder was in a mess. The boy wonder became a middle-aged man in a mess. The very people who I would help and people who had groomed and people wouldn't take my call and people thought I want to borrow money or people thought I'm, I'm dead and gone. I'm just a waste of time. But I never gave up on life. But there must have been moments where you were frustrated. Uh, I sit and talk to myself. It's a habit I've developed over many years. I do that every day, even now. <laughs> what do you say? I have a near full-length mirror in my bedroom, and when I'm very, very tired, uh-huh. I stand in front of it. If I'm very tired, I put a chair and sit down, and I talk to that old, tired-looking man and tell him that, what the hell do you think you're doing? Now, Barry is in his late 50s, so he has spent half his life looking for a diagnosis. And then last year, he comes across um, a magazine article about CrowdMed, the website. CrowdMed. (laughs) Which we are not advertising, (laughs) but which we're doing, I guess, our second story where CrowdMed is like a character in it, right? Right, and so that's a website where... If you have a, a, a like a thing, a medical issue that you think has been incorrectly diagnosed, you go to this website, you create a profile for yourself, um, you put in all your medical history, and then you essentially assign a bounty uh, for solving the case. So you say, I'll pay $500 for the medical detective who can solve this case. And so Barry submits his full medical history. I have your your um your case in front of me. It's very yeah. large. Yeah, because I wanted unless it's detailed, nobody would get the hang of it. So a bunch of medical detectives take on Barry's case. And there's one, he calls himself Apterix, and he's a hotshot. Like of all the medical detectives on this site, he has won the most bounties, twenty-three thousand dollars for just solving cases. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do just in your regular life? Uh, so what are you a doctor of? Well, I'm a, a doctor in internal medicine, and um, I'm partially retired, mm-hmm. divided, dividing my time between a university hospital and a VA hospital. And I'm just curious, like as a doctor, it sounds as if you've been working in internal medicine for a long time. Yes, I guess uh, 40 years about. Whoa, 40 years. Okay. So Apteryx starts to wade through all these different tests that Barry's had. And right away, one detail stands out to him. The place I began was with this aluminum or, uh, to him, aluminum toxicity. Uh, Would that explain any of the symptoms that he had? No, it it wouldn't explain what he had. Mm, uh, Okay. That what that results in is uh, progressive brain disease. Which Barry clearly does not show signs of. The next thing that really attracted my attention was myasthenia, Mm -hmm. because it did explain uh, an awful lot. 
So the thing that Aptrix is talking about here is, is myasthenia gravis. It's this autoimmune disorder. And Aptrix is thinking, you know, it might cover some of Barry's symptoms, like the weakness, the fatigue, the muscle issues. But then he starts wondering about this other disorder, a neuromuscular one, which could explain those same symptoms. And this one is sometimes accompanied by a kind of cancer. Often a a hidden cancer which may show itself, first of all, by uh, muscular weakness. But Aptrix then realizes that there's no way Barry could have had this cancer for this many years. And so Aptrix and I talked for an hour and a half, and the man is a saint. He patiently walked me through all these different possibilities and the huge amount of thought that he put into each possible solution over the course of months as he tried to solve Barry's case. I know you may want to take this out of your final final podcast, but it's a spoiler. As you know, we didn't ever really get to a specific final diagnosis for, for Barry. Why would I take that out? Well, I, you might you might be wanting to keep people on tenterhooks <laughs> <laughs> until later. In the end, Aptrix told Barry, listen, you might have this cluster of autoimmune disorders that are all interlocking with each other. You possibly have four of them. And if that's the case, we can treat the symptoms, but there's no cure. And we can't give you this one simple solution you've been looking for. After the break, we refuse to take It's Complicated for an answer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! And now, back to the show. So, Barry had just been given this diagnosis by a crowd med doctor, Apterix, who basically says, this lifetime of suffering... We're not sure what caused it at all. Best we can say is it's a cluster of autoimmune diseases that can't be cured. And we're not even 100% sure of that. But, of course, it's still possible that CrowdMed is wrong. Like, what if there is one diagnosis? We just haven't found it yet. Right. So I reached out to the one person in the world who I think can crack this. Um, It's someone we've had on the show before. Dr. Lisa Sanders. Superhero. <laughs> uh, Was she like, Ugh. Does she have your number again? <laughs> Um, So Dr. Lisa Sanders, of course, uh, she she's a doctor at Yale. She teaches at Yale. She has a New York Times column called Diagnosis. She was the inspiration for House. She gets all the shows. She's a Sherlock Holmes. It's like people come to her and they're like, I've been to a million doctors. I can't figure out, like, why there's, like, weird hair growing all over my body. Like, can you, Lisa Sanders, solve this? Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're a Yeti. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I emailed Lisa about Barry, and I'm thinking, you know, here's what could be the most studied man medicine has ever known. And I sent her his crowd med report. And I felt like I was basically handing her, like, a medical detective's like, a gift to a medical detective. Like, here's every clue possible. And Lisa looks over all the paperwork and calls me and says, this is just a pile of random test results. This does not help. Having the wrong information turns out to be a really important problem in diagnosis. Mm -hmm. The way it should work is you listen to the symptoms You examine the person, and then you think, what's likely? And then you test for that. And you do it in a systematic way. Mm -hmm. That's what's different between uh, a rifle and a shotgun. A rifle, you must aim it very precisely to get where you want to go. A shotgun, you just point it in the general direction, and buckshot's going to hit something. Here, says Lisa, is the problem with this whole pile of tests. Number one, if you get this many tests done, you're going to get false positives. And number two, there very well might be this single clear answer that explains everything, but it's just buried in all this rubble. So this is where having a physical exam might be really, really useful. I know it doesn't get a lot of respect these days. So Lisa says that in a perfect world, she would start with a physical exam of Barry. But she can't. And she's a good sport. So she said, you know what? I've looked through his information and here's my guess. So way back in 1986, when Barry had that first fluttering sensation, that constant urge to pee, Lisa thinks that he already had TB. And doctors may have missed it, and it went undiagnosed for so long that it could have caused permanent damage. So you'll remember that he had difficulty passing his urine. Mm -hmm. And I think that was probably from the TB that was in his urethra. Yeah, 
which can cause scarring. So even after the TB was diagnosed and treated a couple years later, the scarring was still there. And so Barry continued to have these urinary issues. And after that, a couple years later, he starts to develop these other symptoms like fatigue, dry mouth, dry eyes. And Lisa thinks that that could be the big clue. That would be, for me, the first signs of Sjogren's. But you don't, there are some people who have Sjogren's so, who... Oh my gosh, strength. I have a dozen questions all at once. A, I don't know anything about Sjogren's. Is, am I saying it right? Sjogren's? Mm-hmm. Sjogren's? So <laughs> this part got pretty technical. But basically, all you need to know is Sjogren's is an autoimmune disorder. It affects the cells of tear glands, salivary glands, and it has all these side effects that Lisa sees in Barry. It seems clear that his diagnosis of Sjogren's could cover everything. Mm-hmm. It could cover his uh, stone-forming tendencies. Um, it could cover his fatigue, his body aches. I think he had a muscle problem. All of those things can be explained by a diagnosis of Sjogren's. So that's great. Wait. Yeah. Does that also mean that Barry has another test? So I call him, and I was like, Barry, like, I got Dr. Lisa Sanders. She's amazing. And she like, was the inspiration for House. Yes. He, I don't think he knows House, but anyway. I tell him everything she said. He's very, he's grateful. He's like, yeah, all of this makes sense, but... I've had the test for Sjogren's. I've had it twice already. One time in the late 2000s, and then just recently, Aptrix, the detective at CrowdMed, had him take a more precise test, and that test, too, was negative. Barry does not have Sjogren's. Ah. I know. I was just... It felt like we were just back at square one, and... I went back to Lisa and I told her, you know, hey, I looked into it. It's not Sjogren's. And she said, listen, there may be some one solution that she and everyone else is overlooking. But what if there isn't? What if no clear, satisfying diagnosis for Barry really exists? And Lisa says, I know that that feels like a cop-out question, but there's a good reason to ask it. I divide symptoms into system-wide and localized. Right. And I would say that, you know, peeing is localized, Mm -hmm. fatigue is Mm system-wide. And I'm trying to put them all into a pattern. It doesn't always work that way. Mm -hmm. You know, patients really long for this, this metaphor we use in medicine, Occam's razor. Yeah. You know? William of Ockham, the simplest, most elegant single solution is often correct. That might be true in a system that doesn't have a lot of moving parts that are acting independently. Yeah. And in medicine, we we like to come up with a single solution. But I think people actually have adhere to a different precept called Hickam's Dictum which is, you know, from this guy, John Hickam. Wait, his name is actually Hickam? It's, it's called Hickam's Dictum? Yeah, well, yes, it's named after him. Guys, this blew my mind. I've never heard of this person, okay? So I looked him up. He's this doctor in the 1950s at Duke University. And and was this, like, in response to Occam? Yes. Occam was like, I have a razor, and Hickam was like, well, I have a dictum? <laughs> 
Well, can I tell you what his dictum is? Yes. It is, patients can have as many diseases as they damn well please. <laughs> That's amazing. People have more than one thing. Occam's razor is this fake thing that we impose on a patient to try to identify the cause of their chief concern. Right. But I do think that the last time we spoke, that's what you were trying to do, right? Like, it's not just the patient who wants this. It's also you. Of course. And I I think it feels like a non-answer to say it's Hickam's dictum. You know, a, a part of me feels like, oh, medicine has given this promise of a single answer and and we should keep looking for it. Medicine has not given this promise of a single answer. The stories that are presented in the media Mm -hmm. and on television tell a single story. They're carefully constructed and chosen. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things I've wanted to do in my column is is to do an unsolved case. Really? But the problem is that an unsolved case is a failure as a story. These are mystery stories. If you just said, well, we'll never know who killed the guy, (laughs) people would be like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you could do that once, but (laughs) people don't like that. People like mysteries, like diagnosis, like Sherlock Holmes stories. Because at the end, we can tie it all up, and it makes the world seem like a logical and reasonable place. Lisa said that just the day before, she had this patient who came to her with this very strange collection of symptoms. The patient felt like one side of her body would swell up, but not the other side. And so Lisa pulled out a tape measure, measured her two sides, and said, huh, I I don't see any swelling today. And the patient said, she says, well, this is a good day. I said, well, come back on a bad day, and let's measure it then. I don't know. Um, But, you know, I did come in and talk to a colleague and and say, you know, What do you think? He says, well, I've actually taken care of several patients like that, and I've never been able to find anything. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what that is. But maybe there is something there, something that Tess just can't pick up. And it's just one more miss for Occam's razor. You know, people think of medicine as ancient. The desire to find a solution to make people better, that is ancient. The ability to actually do that is brand new. And we're just at the beginning. I mean, we didn't even have penicillin until after World War II. <laughs> you know? I yeah. mean, so even though it's, it sounds terrible to say, I don't know, let's see if it gets better, <laughs> that actually is probably the truest answer we can make many times. It's funny because you're so positive, but what you're saying is kind of depressing (laughs) for me. It's not not. depressing. We just got started. You can't think that we've been doing this forever. We just got started. Yeah. Look, are you depressed that we haven't gotten to Mars yet? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, bye. Hi, I can't see you. So I wasn't exactly looking forward to calling Barry back because, you know, I'd wanted to come back to him with something like Occam's razor, not Hickam's dictum. But when I called him, he was in his office in Pune, 
And he said he wasn't disappointed at all. No, no, I didn't get my hopes up at all. I knew that if something else comes up, it'll be the sil- silver lining on the cake. But I'm enjoying the cake as it is. It's very, very easy to get demotivated and depressed and be angry at the world and angry at God and angry at oneself. It's mm-hmm. so easy. But I refuse to fall in that basket. And this was the surprising thing for me. Like, the way Barry sees it, he spent a huge chunk of his life with one question. What do I have? And when Aptrix told him that he may never have that one answer, it was like, instead of asking, what do I have? He could say to himself, here's what I have. A new business that's going well. A new partner who I love. And instead of looking for this precise reason that he, say, gets tired in the middle of the day, he just put a bed in his office. Which is very unusual. Some days if I have a meeting later, I close the door, take, you know, switch off all the phones, put my mobile phone on silent and take a nap. This is my reality. And I'm not uh, unhappy with my reality. And when it's hard, like when Barry's confronted with the limits of what his body can do, it turns out that he isn't turning to Occam's razor or Hickam's dictum. Instead, he's got Barry's boards. Yes, I have two full boards of quotes written by me. Two massive whiteboards of inspirational quotes that he coined. Oh, oh, can you read them to me? Just, I'll take the iPad inside, okay? Okay. Uh, Thoughts can be your creator or destroyer. Uh Uh-huh. Yesterday was the past. Today is the opportunity. Tomorrow is the future. Keep reinventing yourself. Mm -hmm. Innovate or perish. Uh, Benchmark a trait you wish to emulate. Uh Uh-huh. How do you benchmark Uh, a trait? Benchmark a trait that you wish to emulate. The trait I, I always wish to benchmark is positivity. Okay, yes. Reality, face it or let it shake you. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your today. And attitude determines altitude. This is my favorite. Every downturn is an excellent opportunity. Quality is a function of throughput, not output. Shruti Pinamanani. She's a producer for Rapaya. Dr. Elisa Sanders wrote a book. It's called Every Patient Tells a Story. It's a collection of medical mysteries. Go find it. Reply All is hosted by me, PJ Vote, and Alex Goldman. We're produced by Shruti Pinamanani, Fia Benin, Chloe Persinos, and Damiano Marchetti. Our executive producer is Tim Howard. We were edited by Peter Clowney. Production assistance from Thane Fay and Tom Cody. This is Tom's last week with us. We are very, very sad to see him go and very excited to see what he does next. We will miss you a lot, Tom. We were mixed by Rick Kwan. Huge thanks to Dr. Bobby Najari at the NYU School of Medicine and Dr. Alan Baer from the Schrogen Syndrome Clinic at Johns Hopkins. Thanks also to Emily Kennedy, Jackie Helbert, and Laurieann Brass. Matt Lieber is a three-day weekend you completely forgot about. Our theme music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our ad music is by Build Buildings. Our website is replyall.limo. You can find more episodes of the show at iTunes.com slash replyall in Google Play or wherever you personally decide to get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday.